Welcome to the Cap Region YP Insights Plus Resources for Young Professionals in the 518. Our podcast is presented by the Capital District Transportation Authority, CDTA. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the CAP Region YP. My name is Annie Finn, and I am the co-chair of the Communications Committee for the Capital Region's Young Professional Network. I am so excited to be joined today by Amy Klein, Chief Executive Officer of Capital Roots. Welcome, Amy. Thank you. Great to be with you. To kick it off, um, would you want to just kind of tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, and your history with Capital Roots? Sure. Um, well, uh, I have been with the organization for 25 years. And uh, when I started 25 years ago, we were a very small um, nonprofit grassroots organization. It was just myself and two other, uh, one other staff person. So there were just two of us. And um, it, uh, it was an exciting opportunity to help grow a small organization. I um, came from working at a um, nonprofit that focused on state advocacy work in the environmental field uh, here in Albany and have been doing that for several years. And then prior to that, I worked on the national level in Washington, D.C., for a couple of nonprofit organizations. And my focus had been fundraising, um, you know, bringing in the dollars to support the uh, programmatic work. So I've always worked in the nonprofit field. I started working in the nonprofit field while I was still in college and uh, the bug bit me and I never left. That's great. So you started with two. About how many do you have at Capital Roots on your staff now? We have, uh, when fully staffed, we have a staff of 35. Nice. That's amazing. Um, that's got to be really rewarding to see the growth over the last 25 years. So congratulations. Thanks. It, it has been an amazing journey um, with a lot of hard work from a lot of people and um, you know, it's been great to have impacts in a lot of different communities with our work. Yeah, that's perfect segue. I was um, hoping that you would share a little bit more about the work that Capital Roots does and the mission of the organization. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we started out, uh, the organization is actually 47 years old, and we started out as a community gardening organization, uh, giving people the opportunity to grow their own food in spaces um, that were created by the organization. And that's still a big piece of what we do today, giving people all the resources that they need to grow their own organic food within one of our 55 community gardens. We're also an urban land trust, so we own many of these uh, parcels of land, so they're protected forever. But um, it was around the mid-90s, I would say, that uh, because we were seeing our gardeners work so hard to grow food, we knew that um, people, no matter what their socioeconomic background, wanted to eat good, healthy food. And at the time, that was um, not the 
you know, not the common thought process. People um, in the social service agencies and, and I think the general public really believed that uh, low-income people, people who frequented food pantries and soup kitchens and shelters um, wanted to eat cheap garbage food. And so there wasn't good food that was being provided in food pantries. And so we started our first program to get more fresh, healthy food into um, those emergency feeding programs. And that was our squash hunger program, which still operates today and uh, just exceeded a million pounds of fresh fruits and vegetables that um, has been delivered to emergency feeding programs in the five counties that we operate in. And you know, wow. from there, we really uh, began to focus on different ways to give people um, access to healthy food in various ways. And I think the real turning point was when we created the Veggie Mobile in 2006. And uh, it was the first mobile produce market in the country. And it, it uh, has been replicated now all around the country. And, you know, the notion is, is very simple. It's really a way to give people within their neighborhood the opportunity and the dignity to be able to purchase top quality, uh, low costs, about half the cost of what you could buy it for in the supermarket if you had a supermarket in your neighborhood, um, you know, quality food and uh, using all your benefit programs. So using food stamps and um, other the other benefits that are available to people and um, it was a hit from the first day and it continues to be and you know it's about access and affordability and dignity and we then built a whole series of programs around those concepts so that people have you know many ways that they can access quality food in their communities at a low cost using their benefit programs. That's really amazing. And it sounds like a lot of moving parts to get that um, up and running, but what a success that it's being replicated. That's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any new programs or events um, coming up in the second half of the year that you would want our listeners to know about? We have a lot of exciting things going on. Um, we are in the process of building an expansion onto our building. Uh, the construction is underway and it should be completed by the end of the year. And this expansion will um, enable us to take our small market inside our facility now and expand it about 12 fold to um, wow. make more quality food available to the neighborhood that we are located in. It, uh, we're also going to uh, have a commercial grade kitchen to incubate food-based businesses inside the facility. And we're adding a second food hub. So we have a food hub inside our facility right now. And um, for people who don't know what a food hub is, it's a, a location where you aggregate food from farms all around the region. So we buy from our 11 county region, um, infusing money into our um, farm partners and, and farm food producers. And uh, we do that, you know, through our farm to school program where we um, are able to 
you know, get quality food into our schools and uh, other institutions like childcare facilities and senior facilities and food pantries and, and the like. And that has been um, really increasing exponentially and we've actually grown out of our current food hub. So we're building a second food hub. So that has sort of a dual purpose. It both serves the community um, in terms of the direct service, bringing quality food into the community, but it also serves our uh, agricultural community. We, you know, we buy from small farms and um, we make it possible for them to sell through these outlets that they wouldn't have access to. So it's you know, serving two roles there and, and um, that's a, sort of another piece of our mission is to serve the agricultural community in that way. Um, so we're very excited about our expansion project and what that's going to be able to do in terms of augmenting the work we're currently doing and, and adding on to that also um, in the fall. In Your summer, main location is in Troy, is that correct? It's, it's in Troy, 594 yeah. uh, River Street, and that's our base of operations. That's where our food hub is. And um, you know, we selected this location because it's right off the highway and makes our food distribution work, um, you know, uh, really uh, easy. And um, uh, it's also on the bus line. And so we, we scouted high and low when we went to situate our, our headquarters um, many years ago. Um, but we work in um, really four uh, counties, five actually. We work mainly in Albany, Rensselaer, Schenectady, and Saratoga counties, but we're also operating in Montgomery County. And so our distribution and our boots on the ground are um, much more extensive than where we, where we sit. <laughs> um, is your new hub going to be in Troy or is that yes. in a different spot? No, it'll be in Troy. It'll be, you know, facing the other hub um, so that they'll operate together. Um, one will be what we call a, it'll be 100% food secure, box in, box out. Um, and then we'll continue operating our existing hub. And that'll be where we repack. Um, we do a lot of repacking of food. So we get, you know, large you know crates and bags of food from the farm and then we have volunteers that repack uh, for retail sale on the mobile markets or we have our healthy stores program where we work with small convenience stores we provide them the um, equipment um, and the delivery service so they can sell fresh produce to their communities and uh, so that's another program that we operate to be able to get you know, healthy food into the same communities that the Veggie Mobile serves. And again, that's sort of serving both the consumer and also the store owners, um, enabling them to, you know, be able to sell product uh, where they otherwise would not be able to because of the small quantities they would have to be purchasing. So we support them in that way and also support them with the um, infrastructure that they need and the market that they need for that. Wonderful. And you have a big event coming up this fall, is that right? Yes, we do. We have our annual autumn evening uh, event, which is September 15th this year. It's a fabulous strolling supper 
uh, top chefs in the area are paired with local farms and food producers and um, make fabulous dishes out of whatever the farmers provide the chefs, all local beverages, um, breweries, cideries, wineries, distilleries, all provide um, tasting samples. So it's, it's a fabulous local um, food and beverage event. And um, if you're a foodie, you can't miss it. Um, and we also have a young professionals um, rate. So uh, for your audience, we do have a special young professionals opportunity. Awesome. We will definitely put that a link to that in the show notes so people can check it out. That sounds really fun and delicious. Yes, it is. Um, and this is our one last year. question. That's awesome. One last question before I let you go back to doing the amazing things. Um, it sounds like you've had a really amazing career in nonprofit today to date. Um, and when we have these conversations with leaders in the community, we always like to ask if there's any advice that they were given along the way or anything that stuck with them that they kind of guide their decisions on or just a piece of leadership advice that, you know, is worth sharing with the young professional group. So is there anything that some, someone gave you or a mantra or what, whatever it may be that um, you would like to share with the, our listeners? Um, I would say I learned by watching um, other people and um, you know, what I observed is that when you really um, work hard and, you know, don't say no to anything, uh, you succeed. So, you know, take on every opportunity, uh, even if it's not necessarily presented to you, you know, um, you know, look for those opportunities where you can grow within your position, um, within your business or organization, or outside of that, um, there's a lot of knowledge to be gained, and you know those are growth opportunities for you. Um, you know it's hard work um, to you know do that, but it's so worth it. Uh, you know I learned on the job. I I learned everything that I know on the job, whether it's about financial management or board development. You know back in my day. <laughs> I'm not that old, but, you know, we didn't have nonprofit management degrees. Um, there wasn't anything like that. So I literally learned how to be a nonprofit CEO um, by doing it. And so there's really a lot to be gained by digging in and doing that work. And, um, you know, I would encourage people to do that. Just, you know, learn by doing, uh, give it a go. Yeah, that's great advice. Take the opportunities and you just never know where they're going to lead you or who you'll meet. And exactly. Definitely. Don't yes, be afraid to get you. your hands dirty. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In the garden or in the office. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is there anything, um, else that you want to plug or share so um i'll give you an opportunity if we didn't cover it that you can let our listeners know about what's going on in capital roots or how they may be able to get involved 
Um, well, we have lots of volunteer opportunities, um, both, you know, hands-on opportunities, you know, whether it's out in the gardens or at our urban farm where we do our youth training program. We also have lots of committees that people can get involved in, another great way to, you know, learn by doing, meeting other professionals, um, making great connections. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the kind of situation where, you know, if you're willing to put in some work, you can really make a lot out of it and make some great connections and, and learn a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of opportunities here at Capital Roots to, you know, do a lot of different things, whether it's, you know, in the office or um, in our food hub. So we'd love to have more people involved. And uh, we do have a lot of volunteers and a lot of volunteer opportunities. Um, you know, we, we don't have enough staff to do all the work that we do. And volunteers really do play a critical role. So we'd love to have um, some folks from the Young Professionals Network join us. Absolutely. And our group does love to volunteer and get involved. So we'll be sure that they are aware of the opportunities at Capital Roots. Um, and hopefully you'll be seeing and meeting some of our Young Professional Network members soon. Great. Well, thank you for joining me today, Amy. And thank you for tuning in to another Community Speaker episode of the Cap Region YP. As always, you can subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Cap Region YP. The presenting sponsors for the Capital Region Young Professionals Network are Berkshire Bank, Ellis Medicine, National Grid, and TransFinder. The supporting sponsors for the Young Professionals Network are Community Resource Federal Credit Union and MVP Healthcare.